ladies and gentlemen, I am the Phantom Fiend, Elio Canella. He is my helpless victim, the man that's always piercing barriers, Ben Pierce, who I have invoked some haunting images in his head tonight that he's going to have nightmares. Yes, but I, I have to be honest with you. I, I'm begrudgingly I'm impressed because that one really, that one was easily the freakiest one that you've uh, come up with so far in your endeavor to scare the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> my life's work is to scare the crap out of my uh, uh, co-host with all oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, our, our friendship is very weird, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's going on. Exactly. Um, well, on what planet, in what universe did you find me? Well, certainly not certainly not the WWE universe, because you, you, your mind is a much more compelling place to be. Whereas, whereas WWE, at least on Monday nights, is a, is a minefield that I'd rather not traverse. You, you know, I was I I was uh, trying to get through the excuse me, I'm trying to get through the show. Um, but I still have to finish it because I just, I don't know. Like at night, I I start watching it and then I just can't. Yeah, what, well, you know what, what's interesting for me is um, I was telling you off air um, specifically for this week that um, both of my TVs pretty much simultaneously decided not to work. So, you know what it was? The show must have sucked that bad that it ruined your television. Well, well, it ruined two TVs because I, I have two TVs downstairs. Yeah, but you don't watch Raw on both TVs, do you? And, uh, no, but... Uh, no, no, but see, your TVs are like the Corsican brothers. One one gets hurt from the episode of Raw and the other TV feels the pain. Oh, God. Well, that must that must have been exactly what happened. So so I had to rely on, on the internet to, to, to watch all the shows after the fact. And, um, and I have to tell you, so I was begrudging the fact because as Raw is going on, I'm tracking it on Twitter to you know, see what's going on. And they're like, oh, this show sucks, this show sucks, spare yourself the pain. And I'm like, oh, great. I, I have to be a professional po- podcaster and actually watch this shit. So, so I somehow, somehow I managed to get through, you know, through Raw. But to be honest with you, I couldn't find one piece of it that I liked. I, I, it's just so asinine. What's what's going on, on on Monday Night Raw specifically? Because at least on SmackDown you have some compelling storylines. Of course, with the one being with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, and the other one being uh, uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey, and then Sami Zayn to a lesser extent. Now, um, but but the thing is, like I'm looking at Raw and I'm. I'm literally sitting there with my jaw slack almost on the fucking floor at how bad this show has become because it's just 
one is really predictable. Uh, two, um, the the uh, the storylines are just like ridiculous. But you have to like the fiend storyline with the likes of us, so. Um, to 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 a degree, I do. Um, my my only issue there is that the the fiend character has been so decimated by bad creative. Yeah. That it's like I I find myself I want to care about Alexa Bliss's involvement, but it's a struggle. Um. So. Well, why don't why don't we get into uh, this week's episode? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. Well, I, I I do accept your apology and thank you in advance for doing uh, SmackDown since I was unable to see. So I guess I'll bite the bullet for uh, Monday Night Raw as re- repayment. So hold on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into our episode of Monday Night Raw. Then. So instead of uh, taking you directly into the Thunderdome, because I've, I've grown to hate the Thunderdome with a passion that I can't isn't, describe. Isn't, isn't it getting annoying and tiresome? I'm like, it was, cool. it was a cool concept and idea at first, but now... Ugh. Now it's just getting old. So instead, we're going to go to class with Professor Pierce and his assistant, the esteemed Elio Canella. Elio, are you ready? And do you have your supplies? I'm ready. Very good. <laughs> oh boy. So we're gonna do this wrong. So class is in session. Yeah, indeed, sir. <laughs> and and we are gonna do this a little bit differently because usually we would do the highlights and the lowlights and you know stuff that caught our attention in between. But Elio, I cannot do that because I was I was sitting there staring at Raw, and I I swear to God I looked like Kevin McAllister from Home Alone with my hands smacked over my face. Now be, be, was, before you, before you go on, I can't believe I actually made it this far. I I made it to match number five out of all nine matches on the card. Oh God bless you, sir. <laughs> I, I had to drug my I had to drink my skinny white ass awake because it's just like holy shit. Um, oh boy. All right, let's go. And with that in mind, let's go to class. Alright, let me put it would help if I had the raw review pulled up, but oh here we here we go. Okay. So uh, the first thing that happens is we have Randy Orton coming out and cutting his um, obligatory uh, champion promo. Um, Not not that I have an issue with uh, Randy Orton, Elio, uh, but his his promos are just the same thing every week. Okay. And there was only one line that I like in saying that... um, he showed the entire world that he's no longer the legend killer. He is now a legend, period. Um, which I didn't need him to tell me that to know that, but that's the only line out of that entire promo that I liked. 
And then out comes Alexa Bliss, who has seemingly developed a stalkerish gimmick with uh, Randy Orton because we're starting to see this over and over again. Uh, and she, and she, she says that um, he may be here um, before revealing gloves on her hands that say play on one side and pain on the other, which is, which is an homage to uh, the fiends hurt and heal gloves. So that was kind of that was kind of cool. But then, then while we're while we're waiting for um, for the fiend to come to come out, instead we get we get Drew McIntyre coming out and dropping Orton from behind with a claymore kick. Here is my issue. Um, you know, it, it, it may just be me, but I felt like I was, I was suffering through an episode of Deja Vu because once again, Orton said that he was going to make, uh, Orton's life a living hell. Well, excuse me. Uh, didn't we just hear that exact verbiage, uh, the previous week? I mean, come on, who writes this shit? It, 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 it's it's nauseating. Okay, now now just just for a little bit of background on on me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I used to write backup scripts in a TV station. Okay, that that's what that's what I that's what I did. I'm sorry, I have to ask. Um, I have a question for four what's, years. So I'm. I have a question. Yeah. What 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 scripts did you write like for what? Um, oh, for like um sports uh for for like sports broadcasting, you know the um you know the sports section of the news. Oh, okay, all right, cool. Uh, that kind of thing. Cool. But but ladies and gentlemen, through through that experience, I learned how to write compelling, uh, and interesting content this is this is neither compelling or interesting and you're making two of your best talents on the roster in randy orton and drew mcintyre look like complete morons they can't remember what they said last week i mean this this is just absurd and by extension you're making the fiend feel unimportant because even though he has a, a, a newer, a very cool element in his in his game, that being Alexa Bliss, who by the way in this role she's she's awesome. I, I I did not I did not see this coming out of Alexa Bliss. I know, right? And uh, we'll get into uh, the one backstage segment uh, later later on. In your review, because that was when I saw that, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, um, oh, that, that that was just awkwardly painful. But yes, we'll we'll get to yeah. that. We'll get to that in just a minute. Um, but you know, it's just the repetitive nature of this is just getting to the point where it's like, oh my god. And if if they go too much longer with it, it's gonna. 
it's it's gonna it's gonna get into Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins territory, and nobody wants that shit. Fuck. All right. So then, don't, don't, don't get me started. Then, <laughs> oh please, go on a rant later. Just, just let me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's later, later, later. That's why I said, don't get me start. Go uh, on. Yeah. So after, um, after Drew hits the Claymore, out comes the Miz and John Morrison with the Money in the Bank briefcase, which this, which this is the, the Miz won from Otis at. Uh, the uh, at the pay-per-view. Hella, hella sell. And l- ladies and gentlemen, uh, need I need I remind you that Otis, who who or not Otis, I'm sorry, Tucker, who will be mentioned later on in the review, because believe it or not, there was a sighting of 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 Tucker. I had to check my eyesight. Um, but they broke up. A tag team in the already extremely handicapped tag team division on Monday Night Raw for this. What the fuck are they doing? But anyway, before I go too far down a rabbit hole that I'm not going to want to get out of because it just guarantees the piss out of me. Um, so here come the Miz and John Morrison looking to capitalize on, on Randy, Orton's, Randy Orton's attack. I just think this whole thing is stupid. Like, freaking the Miz. I mean, okay. But, but, but yes, I, I, I feel your pain, Elio. And, and, and to, that, to that degree, here comes more stupidity. So of all people to stop the Miz from cashing in on Randy Orton, it's Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Who says... That he is the only one that's gonna get a piece of, of Randy Orton. Um. Okay. Well, I guess I guess you can go in that direction, but that's incredibly stupid given the fact that. Um. Now, is 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 it just me, or would it be easier for Drew McIntyre to take the belt off of the Miz? Versus a 14-time world champion in Randy Orton. And plus, I am no fan of the Miz. I do not want to. I do not want to see this match. But hold on, I thought Hell in a Cell was supposed to be the blow-off match of this feud. Wouldn't that make make sense? Well, I thought so oh, too. Okay. But but then again, then again, Elio, they are not <laughs> capable of writing. You know, compelling television on Monday Night Raw, and we can blame Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon for that. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Ben Pierce. Hire this man. But it's just it's, that everything about this is just so absurd. It's oh my uh, god, uh. it makes me physically ill. Okay, so. So, and once again, not that I want to see Drew McIntyre versus The Miz. However, I'm kind of over Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you already had Randy Orton lose time and time again to uh, Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee, and now all of a sudden he's the champion because you put your you put your back against the wall where he couldn't afford to lose. Ugh. 
You know, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, b- before the vein in my neck explodes any further. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry. I will not I will not be spared from that because the next low light, and I I have I won't mention I won't mention all of this, but. But the next low light has to be Elias versus Jeff Hardy. Oh fuck! What? Now look. Why does this storyline exist? Now, now, now look. What? You know, and, and I'm I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get into it too deep because we, you know, we've I, done it ad, ad nauseum. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say I thought we were done with these type of matches. This is uh, like the Attitude Era stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it's just I ex, I ex, I expected Stacy Keyboard to come out and and try to grab a paddle to spank Trish Stratus's ass. I mean, you know, <laughs> this is just, I wouldn't mind to see to see to see, seen that. Well, I, well, I, I would have rather have seen that <laughs> than uh, this stupid bullshit now. You and me both, brother. You and me both. No. Oh God! But in, instead, we have to see more of this storyline, which, as we've established, ladies and gentlemen, is completely asinine, and it has already reached its conclusion. And Elias has to be the dumbest fuck in the history of fuckery to Wait not know the truth behind this oh, situation. Oh. What the fuck? Oh, okay. Know. Oh God. Can we just skip this Nia Jack situation because I just I don't care. I don't care about Nia Jackson Lana at all. <laughs> I had to because I had to because that that, that right there that's a catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that. I, I admit that came out of nowhere, but it actually flowed quite nicely. Um, ladies and gentlemen, one, once again, once again, Elio is playing with the controls behind the curtain and has christened me with my new catchphrase that I just dropped. <laughs> so you're welcome. We'll, we'll trademark that li- later after the show. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm just gonna skip this whole Lana Dana uh, situation. Lana situation because I don't. Are you, care. Ta- whole, are you talking about the tag team match? Yeah. And yeah, they, there's what, really nothing to say here. They went through the table again for the seventh straight week. I don't care. I really don't give a fuck. So moving on, something else I don't give a fuck. Bobby Lashley moving on. Oh. You know, it's enough that I'll actually be to the truth. But after that, we have we have Drew Gulag winning the twenty four seven championship. I couldn't care less about this. Which I and trust me, I want to care about Drew Gulag because he's he's a great wrestler. But Jesus Christ! No, but I know what I don't care about this twenty four seven garbage. Uh, well, no. I I don't either. It needs to be in the garbage and it needs to be burned along with the undisputed air's flag. But instead of burning the undisputed air's flag on NXT, perhaps Pat McAfee could have done us all a favor and burned the twenty four seven championship along with it. Could that be an idea? You, uh, 
God, this sucks. Now look. You don't burn the flag or the flag bears of fucking NXT for the last three years. Instead, you you burn the fucking 24-7 championship. What the hell is so hard about that? Anyway. So a- after this, we we have to suffer through another 24-7 thing. Because Grand Metalik and Lindsay Dorado... Are strategizing about how to get the belt off of Gulak now. Nobody gives a fuck. Nope, 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 don't care. Speaking of nobody gives a fuck, backstage, Nia Jax continues her tirade against Lana, which is going to set up something later in the evening, I suppose. Uh, I, which I don't give a fuck about. Ben, don't see Lana's name in her presence. What? Don't say Lana's name in Ajax's presence. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it is a table going to appear much like Beetlejuice? <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. She's a table. She's so stupid. She God, don't damn, say her name in my presence. That was ridiculous when she kept saying, don't say her name in my presence. <laughs> I know. Nia Jax is so absurd. Uh, I mean, you know, I have nothing against her personally, but my God. And then, and then the low lights of low lights was this AJ Styles segment where he's arguing with, with Seamus and, uh, and Keith Lee about who is gonna is gonna be the captain of the men's side on Survivor Series, but they're arguing to keep to keep Braun off the team, and it's just like you know this whole segment is just so asinine. I mean, who who? Who writes this shit? And then, like, and then, like and then, and then he, no, I don't want him on my team. But and then he wins a match to actually qualify to be part of the team. So, exactly. So <laughs> well, then, what, what was the point? What was the entire point of this thing beforehand? So, so despite, oh, uh, despite uh, you know this uh, recess level squabble we got going on here, Braun Strowman is going to be on. Uh, the Survivor Series team because he is constantly on Vince McMahon's ball sack. <laughs> oh, what the hell is he doing? Moving on. Stop. I know you're trying to, I know what you're doing. You're trying to get me back for giving you horrifying images with my picture. Jeez. <laughs> well, Stop no. with these uh, images. <laughs> oh. Nothing, and I mean nothing of value. So, 
With that being said, we're just going to move on to the next show. Hold on. Our... You, said, you said you were going to bring up the Tucker sighting. Oh, oh, how, oh, how dare I? Oh, how dare I forget? You have to give the so, fans what they want. When, when, when you say you're going to do something, you can't just say you're going to do it and then you don't do it. You have to give the fans what they want. Yes. Not, well, that, not that you want to know about Tucker. Ladies and gentlemen, but well, go ahead. Well, I just I I'm I'm glad you you brought that to my attention because uh, poor Ricochet. Why poor Ricochet? He he, 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 he won positions. Yeah, but he won in 33 seconds. That was disgusting. Uh, yeah, but well, so Tucker gets Tucker has this match with Ricochet, but it's not Tucker as we have. Come to know him. Uh, no, it, it's Tucker with a haircut. What do you mean with a haircut? It, it, it's just he, he cut off, he cut it's, off his hair. I'm sorry. He cut his hair. Yes. He had a whole new look, and it's just uh, God. No, just uh, stop. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, allow me on the fly research, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to Google Tucker's new look and send you a picture. Oh, fuck. See, this is what happens. See, <laughs> see ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely loving the this, this show right now because I, I'm getting all kinds of revenge on, on my co-host. So, there you go. So, you know, but uh, but other than uh, I mean, other than that, look, there was there was more to Monday Night Raw. I agree, but you know, it's just absolutely terrible. And you know, we have a lot more compelling things to cover. I'm looking. I'm looking at. The, I'm, so looking I'm just the... gonna uh, spare you the rest of it and get to the good shit. Yeah, I was looking at the the at the card and uh, they gave the main event the longest time, about fifteen twenty three. I'm sorry, say that again. I was just looking at the whole uh, show from from Monday night. They gave the main event was the longest one, fifteen twenty three. Oh God. Oh Jesus. What I mean, what is with this company? I just don't understand. All right, let me uh, let me send you this picture. Okay, I have to ask you though. Uh, what do you think of this team of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose? Uh, um, say again. I'm, I was having issues with my headphones. What do you think of this team of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose? It's completely useless. Just stop. Just stop. So you think uh, you think uh, we're going to see the the reunion of Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville when she returns? Well, yeah, I mean, if this, if this is what they got for Mandy Rose in the interim, just take her off TV until Sonya comes back because this is this is just straight up embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It 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 really is. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're they're losing like to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler right now. Just okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. 
No, no, I was just saying that, yeah, you have them losing to Sheena Baszler and Nia Jax, just. Oh, God. What have they done to Shayna Baszler? I know. Uh, All right, what do you say? We move on to uh, AEW. We'll give your voice a yes, break. and I will, your... get, I will give my voice box a break while you review AEW. All right, so AEW, let me find the results here. So AEW Wednesday night. What did you think of that show overall? What did you think of the show overall? Um, I uh, I wasn't too impressed with it actually. You know, it's I. It, I mean, it was okay. I mean, certain segments were were fine. I really I really like um. Eddie Kingston and uh, John Moxley's back and forth. That was my highlight. That one right there. And you know what? Um, yeah. Okay, they had Cody Rhodes and no, hold on. Who did they? They had us. Uh, yeah, I think they had uh, Cody Rhodes, right? Uh, he was defending his championship. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, he, well, I, he wasn't. Uh, I don't. Wasn't it? I don't think it was. Yeah, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. It, it was a tag team. It was, I was getting confused. Yeah, it was a Cody Rhodes uh, and uh, the Gun Club uh, defeating Dark Order. You know what? I yeah. I would have had that in the Moxley Eddie Kingston spot, and I would have had Sean Moxley and Eddie Kingston close out the show. Yeah, because definitely. this should the. the and this is a go home show for tomorrow night's full gear pay per view. Yeah, and and to to your point, the dark water is not in the midst of anything important right now. No, so what, what, what 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 do we have? Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. Uh, well, yeah, and that's in the pre-show. So nope, no, it's not. no, no, it's not. Oh, no. it's not. It's not. No, I thought it was. no, it's not on the pre-show. They have one match from the pre-show. Which one is that? Uh, they, uh, Serena Deeb is going to be defending her NWA Women's Championship. Oh, I know. They put what? They put that on the on the fucking pre-show. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna oh get into that. No, don't get it. Don't get ahead. We're gonna get into that uh, after all our show reviews. I know what. But yeah. Was Tony Khan smoking something in the back? For me, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do the opposite of you. I'm just gonna do my highlights of the lights, and that was it. Kingston and Moxley was highlights, and the the, the rest uh, of the show was uh, low lights, whole lot of uh, lights. Miro and Trent, that match. Wh- what? I mean, you know, what the he- what to and to that just real quick, you know. All due respect to Trent, he's really showed me something since he came to to AEW. He, I, re, I really do. I, he showed me talent I didn't know he had. Um, but why, why was that match that long with Miro and Trent? It I mean, was. Oh, they don't even give it a time. But you know what? That's like that's like that's like me, Ben. I will never forgive you for ruining my video game. That's what this whole thing is all over. A video game. Oh, God. 
Not, and not, to, just, not, uh, not, to, not to mention, but that was the cheapest video game cabinet I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay, oh like that, that, God. No, not, not to break the fourth wall, ladies and gentlemen, but I've been to arcades and the cabinets are not that weak. That was wrestling rigged. <laughs> Newsflash, PNC exclusive, no, it's video not, game cabinet. It's not, see, you did it wrong. It's like this. PNC exclusive. Well, I can't do it like you. I gotta do it like me, and then and then people realize how good you are at what you do. See, I give you a softball, and then you you overthink things, Kyle. Just go with it. Let it flow. <laughs> but uh, this main this uh, opening match was though. One of the featured matches that they um, that they were pushing last week, and it was just not that good. No, no. War, War, Warzone MGF. And Wardlow has become one of my favorites, actually. Uh, yeah, he's um, he's really growing on me, for sure. What the hell? Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, I just, I just got, <laughs> received a photo. I'm quite disturbed. <laughs> First of all, wait a minute. Are you sure this is, this doesn't look like he got a haircut? Sir? No, he, he did. I swear to God, he did. No. Nah. Well, where's his haircut, though? It's, he still has long hair in this one. Well, it, 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 trust me, it's a little shorter around the ears. Oh, okay. He looks, he, he looks so miserable. But well, who wouldn't be miserable when you when you're dealing with this shit? I mean, really? I mean, I, God, I, 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 I feel so bad for him. <sighs> oh, poor Tucker. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, his 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 career went down the toilet very quickly. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just you know. I actually, I don't know about you, but um, I have not been impressed with the build to uh, uh, to full gear. I now I double checked and I looked at the card before we came on the air, and I, I really do think that it's gonna be it's gonna be a good show. Um, certainly better than All Out based on what I'm looking at, but just just. The build for a lot of the matches that I'm looking forward to, um, specifically FTR versus the Young Bucks, has just really been uh, lackluster. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're F I know the Young Bucks are on the show, but I I um I didn't see any FTR on the show on Wednesday. Uh, uh, they, they were there. I believe they're there. I, I must have, I must yeah, have yeah, missed that. I must have missed it, but they, they were there. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, when I was when I was a kid, and I was watching these shows, even like back in like the nineties. Yeah. Go home shows were supposed to make you want to run home and watch, and want to make you call your cable company and order the pay per view. Yeah. It was supposed to make you excited for this pay per view. Now. These home shows, go home shows today, don't do any of that. 
No, and, and you know, and typically AEW does a much better job of getting me excited for a pay per view because God bless them and the fact that they don't ram uh, pay per views down our throats to the extent that WWE does. I drastically prefer AEW's pay per view schedule. But that being said, the build up to this particular show uh, has not been good in my opinion. But having said that, if you look at the card itself, and we will be uh, offering our predictions later on in the show, I th- I think that this I think that AEW is going to come through um, for us on Saturday or tomorrow, I should say. Okay, um, so. That's all I've got for AEW. I'm going to throw it back over to Ben for NXT. Oh, actually, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed NXT. Uh, I, hold on, hold on. I, uh, I heard that apparently Shotzi Blackheart's tank was destroyed. Yes, and I was, I, I was genuinely pissed off. Please, please, uh, please uh, go on with your report. I want to hear this. I'm, Okay, well, bef- speaking of not jumping ahead, I mean, take your own advice, Canelo. Damn. Just down, boy. <laughs> so, uh, first, first off, we had uh, Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon. And this was, um, this was actually a very, very good match. I now granted I'm granted I'm willing to give her a break because she wasn't in the ring for like a year and a half, uh, and her career almost ended because of the Achilles injury. But since uh, since she came back, the ring rust has been very obvious on Ember Moon. Uh, but having said this, this was her strongest uh, outing since she came back. And, um, and, and really, uh, and really the, the fact that Dakota Kai got the victory, um, was, was very surprising to me, but the way that, um, the way that the commentators were breaking it down in the match and, and the, the fact that, um, D- Dakota is like pissed off that she's overlooked now that, um, you know, Shati is in the fold, and uh, Ember came back, and uh, you know, Rhea, Rhea Ripley came back as well. You know, felt like they've been lost in the shuffle, and um, and I, I felt that this was a very nice uh, rebound victory for Dakota Kai, um, because uh, it. And, but it's it's gonna be interesting for me with with Ember Moon, uh, because you know I admit that she has a lot of talent, but her charisma is not there for me. So, um, it's it there's just something missing there for me, and I'm personally I'm more interested in the dynamic between Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is one of those who have really grown on me in, in the last few weeks. Um, but having having said that, this was a very good, uh, very, very good match and easily the best Ember has looked uh, since returning. 
Um, then, unfortunately, we have Cameron Grimes, who still refuses to put a fucking shirt on. Oh, God. My, my new favorite. You, 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 uh, okay, that's it. You're getting muted. Where's the button? Where the fuck? I already you, muted myself. You, 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 you disappoint me so much. What? To the moon. <laughs> Get some standards, will you, Canela, please? <laughs> What's with those? They, they call you the piano man. You're supposed to be a man of class and elegance, and you're into this shit? What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Help me understand your madness. I, I just think he's hilarious. I don't like I'm still I still agree with you. He needs to wear a shirt. Someone <laughs> with a deep the, the the reward is still out there for anyone who can find him a shirt. Oh God. Well I'm, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna up the rewards system at, the, at this point because it's terrifying. <laughs> I thought Dexter Loomis might have, you know, kicked kicked some sense into him, but nonetheless, I did like that haunted house. I did like that haunted house of terror match. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that really was cool. Uh, you know, because it had the potential to be like really hokey, uh, but they but they came out and, and did something cool with it. Because you know, if that was on the main roster, I mean, it would have been. You know, pumpkin smashed over your head and like just something ridiculously stupid. Um, so hats off to Triple H and um, and the combatants for making it uh, entertaining. Um, you know, but 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 once again, I, there's just something that I have to point out. You know, um, the match between Grimes and Kushida uh, was. What was great, and by the by the way, I loved the spot um, where uh, Kushida hit the hoverboard lock off the um, he, like it started off in a submission in the corner in the corner on on the top rope, and he just kind of slammed uh, Grimes down and and really made it in a, an impactful offensive move. Um, versus just a submission, so that was really cool. Um, but I'm I'm honestly a very uh, big fan of Kushida now because uh, since she's debuted this more serious side, um, I I just I'm able to take him a lot more seriously. I was starting to get Hideo Itami vibes with him. It's just. You know how WWE managed to mess him up, I'll never understand. Is Kushida a heel? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Um, but yeah, this was uh, this was pretty cool. And um, originally, it looked like um, it looked like um, Grimes is gonna win because at first. Kushida had him tapping out, but the uh, the ref was down outside the ring, so I, I figured that um, that he would uh, 
he would come back and get like the cheap heel uh, win. But instead, what they did was you remember the ref that was in the uh, haunted house? Oh, the one that had his uh, face towards the wall? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, he came out when the original ref for the match got knocked out and was going to um, do uh, the count for uh, Cameron Grimes. But then Cameron Grimes got scared of him, which allowed Kushida to uh, lock on the hoverboard lock and get the tap out on Grimes. Hold on a minute. But it, it was actually kind of funny because... Hold uh, on a minute, though, because I have here Cameron Grimes defeating Kushida. Uh, no, you, you you must have had the... Um, NXT Wednesday, November 4th. What? But, but, oh, but wait a minute. Because it says right here the winner was Cameron Grimes, but then like at the right above that, um, it said that uh, Grimes looks at the ref, which is what I saw, screams and taps out. So, so, so hold on. So Grimes won the match, but then uh, the other ref uh, overturned it and gave it to Kushida. Hold on, let me, because that, um, that's a little bit confusing to me, so hold, hold on, because I'm seeing what you're seeing. It has this listed as Cameron Grimes get, uh, getting the win, but I don't, I don't think, I don't think Grimes won the match, though, because I, I specifically remember Cameron Grimes tapping out to the hoverboard lock. That's uh, that's really on weird. The, on the fly research, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna go look this up now. Yeah, and, let me and, let me look, look I'm that on, up with I'm, you because I'm, I'm on bleacher. I'm like thoroughly flummoxed. Yeah, I'm on bleacher right now. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm on bleacher. Says uh, Kushida cut grams in the hoverboard rock for the tap out. Okay, so then, <laughs> then, yeah, so then I wasn't seeing things. So, so, the, so the other website had it wrong. Yeah. Not cool, profightdb.com. You're better than that. Yeah, well, actually, the site that I was using had it wrong too, because I was using, um, I was using a different one, and I'm like, wait a minute. That's that's not what happened because, like I said, I specifically remember, um, I specifically remember Grimes tapping out to the hoverboard lock. So that's really weird. That's messed up. I, like why 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 do websites do this if you're not gonna report it the, the well, right well, results? Thank God, I'm, unlike unlike the people that run these websites, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, do we do our homework. We actually watch the matches and accurately report what happens in them. Yep. Oh, God. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, but moving on, uh, once again, I have to remove your face from the screen. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I didn't really care about Drake Maverick and uh, Killian and Danny anymore. I, just I, would, I, would, I would question, what, what's to do with this Everise group? Why are they pushing these guys so hard? 
Well, well, I, I I can't really figure them out. I don't I don't even know what their gimmick is to tell you the truth. I th- I think they're just like a um, jobber tag team. To me, they're just two Canadians from Niagara Falls, Ontario. I well, you know, and, and not to not to insult your fellow Canadians, eh? But uh, I don't like them. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, I'm not a fan. Just, I I don't really I don't really get a uh, star feeling from them. So yeah. Um. But moving on, after uh, after we recollected ourselves from being confused from these fucking websites, um, so after after uh, the Maverick and Killian Dane match, um, in, right before the ending of the match, we get like a double screen camera cut and. Uh, to the back of the arena, and here comes Pat McAfee and uh, and the uh, Kings of NXT. Oh, explain this. I saw this uh, video on uh, Facebook. What happened? Okay, so um, a few a, a, a few weeks ago, um, I'm sure you saw this. A few weeks ago, um, uh, Pat McAfee. Um, comes out and explains that he's the one that hired um, he's uh, the one that hired Ridge Holland to take out uh, Adam Cole. Yep. And then after Ridge Holland broke his leg in, the, in that attack, he he hired Danny Burch and Annie Larkin and he also has a uh, ace up his sleeve in, and he brings out Pete Dunne. Uh, who returns to NXT after after a huge layoff due to the coronavirus? Right. Um, and it was actually really cool because uh, in this segment they um, they explained th- the reason why uh, P. Dunn was brought in was because back when Undisputed Air c- came to NXT in 2017, it was just O'Reilly, uh, Fish, and Cole, and then and then um, a little a little while later, uh, Strong comes into the fold. Well, Strong came into the fold by turning on Pete Dunne to join Undisputed Era. So the fact that they explained that and really bought that into the storyline as to why. Uh, they now have a vendetta against Cole. I must have missed that part. Oh, yeah. I must have missed that part. Because the fact mm-hmm. that they explained it. No, I mean, I must have. They even no. aired a video package yeah. sh- uh, showing it. I must have missed that back in 2017 because yeah, I, was, 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 I wasn't watching the show as regular as I am now. Well, and and I I have to say I I there was a time where I didn't watch NXT regularly, but um, but I I really started uh, getting back into it. Um, and it's not it's not great. It's certainly not the same NXT as it was. 
Um, as a, as I've said, I think the quarantine hurt NXT the most because well, the fact that there's no crowds. Well, 2020 has just been a weird year, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but I I have to give them huge credit for bringing uh, the uh, Pete Dunn uh, situation to our attention. See storytelling. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love things that are sensical and have history and can be explained and linked back together. Yep. Not to mention something that happened, you know, two, three years ago, being brought back yep. full circle to make something make sense. Because because on its on its surface, if people didn't know that history with uh, with uh, Pete Dunne and uh, uh, Strong. Yes, I was. I was blanking out. If people didn't know that history, then the fact that Pete Dunn is is joined up with with um, Pat McAfee of all people, that would have seemed random as hell. But the fact that they tied it all together into a nice little bow is just something that I thoroughly appreciate. But what were they burning there in that trash can? They were burning a flag with the Undisputed Era logo. Oh, okay. The symbol, the symbolism being that uh, that Pat McAfee and company are the new uh, kings of NXT, and that uh, the Undisputed Era is no longer relevant for the brand. Is that is that is that a takeoff of the Kings of Wrestling from ROH? It, it certainly looked like it. And if I was uh, if I was Cesaro, I I want royalties, <laughs> right? I, seriously, <laughs> or uh, Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, I'll tell you what: the, the fact that that guy hasn't been a world champion five times over is fucking ridiculous. I know they only they only ever made them um, tag team or intercontinental. I don't remember him ever being a world champion. Was he? No, he was never a U.S. champion. Right? Not, in, not in WWE, he wasn't. Not, is, not U.S. champion. He was. He was U.S. champion. He at was one okay. Point. Yeah, they just never gave him the world title, and I don't get it. Like no, I no, because that guy has everything you want. I mean, good God. Now I um, want to go. Now I want to go place uh, WWE. 2K17 and make him a world champion. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I literally thought Elio was leaving the podcast. I didn't Just, say now. I said, I, I said, now I want to go and play that video game and make him world champion. Yes, but, but as you were saying that, you were leaning out of frame, so I thought you were Oh, no, I was just uh, plugging my iPad in. <laughs> oh, very good. Um... But um, yeah, that was my uh, highlight of NXT, um, and I, you know what? I got I gotta tell you, well, then, well, then, I, I you always go? liked Tommaso Ciampa, and he was in the main event with Velveteen Dream, and I love me some Tommaso Ciampa. Trust I love me. that promo he did. Oh, uh, the the previous week, yes. No, didn't he, uh, did, no, didn't he do it uh, on a Wednesday? Uh, he cut a promo about uh, the 2020 and uh, the, the passion of everyone. No, that was uh, that was last week. There, there wasn't a promo this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
no. But yeah, to, to your point, that promo was absolutely awesome. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that, and that's what brought about this match with, uh, with Velveteen Dream because they're continuing their feud. Um, and, uh, and it looks like Velveteen Dream is getting the Cowboy Bob Wharton treatment with this new cast that he has. Oh, no. Uh, but, um, but I have to, I, I have to tell you, just due to the outside stuff going on with Velveteen Dream, I'm just not like invested in him the way that I, the way that I used to be. He but still has that. He, I am he, invested in Tommaso Ciampa. Well, he sees. I just, I loved seeing him kick uh, Velveteen Dream's ass. Well, he's like he, he's always gonna have that shadow over him now. It doesn't matter what he does. Well, it, well, and and you know, I'm not one. To, I'm not one to proclaim guilt if I don't know for sure. Yeah, but no, I have, no, to, saying, I have like, to tell you, yeah. anything that involves kids and the fact that he's been very quiet about it, um, it, it's just, it, I, I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm not ready to pass judgment, but, but WWE, WWE better be really goddamn sure that he didn't do anything. Because if, if it comes out down the line that he did do something with underage kids... Oh boy! I mean, could you imagine the backlash of that? Holy yeah. But anyway, um, just but I'm still a fan of Velveteen Dream, the wrestler, and I hope to God that he didn't do this. Um, but but the the match, um, getting back on track, the match was was really good and. Um, and I, uh, I really enjoy the storytelling that's involved with Tommaso Ciampa's uh, matches because, like, the psychotic side of him uh, just makes everything a little bit more compelling. And, and the he's way a face he uh, transitioned from the Willow's Bell DDT off the ropes into the fairytale ending, that was some of the smoothest shit I remember seeing. Like, yep. just, that, just that one little section... Where it was so seamless, it was like, God damn, this this guy's got it all. So, um, you know, I said last week that um, Halloween Havoc was easily the best uh, quarantine era show for NXT. Yeah. Um, and and that still holds true, but but once again, this was one hell of a follow up. Um, now, hold on, so, there was one, one match uh, that I want to know about. Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart, what happened there with the tank and stuff? Oh, oh, did, did I miss that one? I'm sorry. Well, because uh, we, got, we, we got caught up talking about the main event uh, after the Drake Maverick match prior to that. Oh, okay. All right, my bad. So, um, so Shotzi comes out charging. She doesn't come out in her tank. And that would come into play later. Okay. Um, but it, she's she's pissed off immediately because Tony called her a stepping stone now that she's back in uh, NXT. Um, this, you know, and I have to tell you, um, from a wrestling perspective, I wasn't sold on Chauncey Blackheart for a long time. I thought she was a little a little green. 
But um, no pun intended. the more and more I see of her and the more and more she evolves in the ring, um, I'm very impressed. Yeah. And I've always been impressed with Tony Storm. I've, I love Tony Storm. She just has star quality written all over all yeah. over her. Yep. You know, it's, it's one thing to be a stunningly gorgeous w- woman, and, and trust me, she is, but take nothing away from this girl. This girl as a wrestler can go. Oh, my nope. Lord, is she good. Um, oh, yeah, we, we, I've covered her on NXT UK from, like, the beginning. So, I mean, yeah, and this, this woman, I, I mean... I say it all the time. I, you know, I don't know how WWE could possibly fuck up this person, but down the line, if they fuck up Tony fucking Storm, I am going to smash every bit of memorabilia I've ever had, and I'm going to disassociate myself from WWE. Ooh. That's a lot of money right there, though. Well, actually, actually, no, not really, because I was, I was never real, I was never really a uh, action figure guy. But, well, okay. Um, but I still have enough to start a nice little fire in my fire pit. Well, how many action figures do you have? Uh, well, um. Action figures, I don't have any, but I have. No, but when you when you said memorabilia, what do you have? Um, I have like uh, autographs and stuff like that. Oh. I have a uh, like an Undertaker figurine. Um, it's uh, yeah. See, for me, being a wrestling I'll, I'll, fan, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something off air. Yeah, for me being a wrestling fan, the uh, memorabilia hasn't exactly been there outside of the, outside of the t-shirts. Uh, I was always a t-shirt guy, not, you know. But anyway, um but so after um after the match with uh Tony Storm, uh Candice LeRae goes on the, the uh, Titantron and she uh, she runs over um, Shotzi's tank for interfering in her uh, match last week. Well, I, I, I was I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say for uh, costing her the battle royal. Oh well, no, wait, well, no. yeah, for um, no, for, yeah, all, for almost, yeah. almost costing her the battle royal. Yeah, well, and that's what this was for. This was revenge for in- interference, as I said. Okay, um, right. I, okay. And, you know, I get it. It's part of Shanti's gimmick, but the overse- I, I, I thought she oversold this a little bit. So it was a, it was a little, it was edging on ridiculous. Okay. I was, I was half expecting her to Cry and and, and 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 roll around like the creepy little bastard Christian. You know, it's just it was a, it was a little bit of an oversell. <laughs> um, you've muted yourself. I don't know. I don't know why automatically mutes it because I I didn't touch anything here. I had my hands like th- like this. I, well, I don't know. But anyway, 
Um, so with with that, we will uh, shift it over to you, Elio, for your take on SmackDown. Okay, SmackDown, here we go. Um, so this week's uh, show starts with the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Sasha Banks defeating Bailey to retain her championship. And Sasha Banks actually retained her title for, and is going to hold on to it for more than a week? Yes, and I am happy. I'm yes. glad. Because yes. I, hate, I hate this uh, where they gave her the belt for one week only to have her lose it. That's just stupid. Yes, and I, I, I looked this up um, and a lot of places made special mentions of this. This is actually apparently the first time that Sasha Banks has successfully retained a title on the main roster. So, so next up, we have uh, Caleb Braxton doing an interview, an unauthorized interview with Jey Uso because Paul Heyman walks in and uh, asks if he got permission from Roman Reigns to do the interview. Oh, that's interesting. But it, yeah. may, it, it makes sense. So, yeah. And then we have a qualifying match. Baron Corbin defeats Rey Mysterio to qualify for the Survivor Series team. I'm done with Baron Corbin. I was done with him a long time ago. Well, I, well, I don't, I don't give a fuck about Baron Corbin. But that being said, I'm, ju I'm just glad that it wasn't uh, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins or but, Murphy. Wait, 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 wait. You 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 gonna you gonna start you gonna are you ready to throw things? Do you have anything to throw? Uh yes, I actually do. Because okay, okay. It's a foam brick. Okay, because Ramus Dario versus King Corbin, Seth Rollins walks out and to watch this match. Oh, and then that brings out Buddy Murphy and Ali, Aliyah. And right. Ray's Ray yelling at her to go, get out of here, go to the back. Whatever. Take Murphy and go to the back, get out of here. So that causes Corbin to win. Oh, for. <laughs> wait, it gets, even, <laughs> it gets even better later in the show. First of all, Ruby Riot uh, defeats Selena Vega and Natalia to qualify for the Women's Survivor Series team. Good. You know, I like that. I don't know. Good. I don't know how how to feel about her short hair though. She cut her hair. Ruby Riot. I have yeah, to take Ruby a look Riot. at that. Yeah, yeah. She cut her hair. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna send you a. I'm gonna send you a picture. Hold on. Well, I'd, I'd much rather look at pictures of Ruby Ryan than fucking Tucker. Oh, yeah. I'm sending a picture of Tucker. I don't get what look at Tucker. Okay, there you go. I sent you a picture of Ruby Ryan. All right, hold on. Let me look. Uh, get one, just so, just so we don't have dead air. Okay, so, yeah, um... So following that, we have another second Survivor Series qualifying match. Otis versus Seth Rollins. 
Oh, God, damn. here's the, the return of the phone break, the debut it and the return. It gets better because Buddy Murphy comes out and inadvertently helps Rollins to win, okay? Oh, God. And so after that, Buddy Murphy goes back, Seth Rollins catches up with him. And he's like all happy. He welcomes him back as because Murphy's like Messiah disciple. Rollins walks off. Aaliyah walks in and starts shoving Murphy, yelling at him, asking him what he what he's thinking, uh, helping Seth Rollins. What he thinks he's doing helping Seth Rollins. Yes. And Murphy's like, it's not like that. It's not like that. I'm like, oh, just stop. Yeah, this. This fucking thing just needs to go. This is like literally, Elio. I thought that the Rusev Lana went, the Rusev Lana uh, and Bobby Lashley angle was was never ending because God damn it was atrocious. Don't get it at twisted. least at least they were of age. This is a a nineteen year old. But then, uh, well, and there's that. And I trust me, go back to what I said last yep. week. Yep. And you'll get my opinion. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just this is like the storyline that will never end. And if it was if it was somewhat interesting, I would care. I thought it ended on Raw. I don't want to see it on SmackDown. Well, I well I thought I thought it should have ended like at SummerSlam or, or exactly exactly when they were on Raw. Because they were all part of Raw at that time. Yeah. So our main event, we have Che Uso defeating Kevin Owens. When uh, Owens was distracted by Roman Reigns' music uh, playing. And as Owens got distracted by Reigns, Che Uso blasted him with a super kick for the win. Oh, so... So in, in in other words, Jay Uso has fully bought into what Roman Reigns is selling. Okay. And then uh, the show ends with Jay Uso walking up the ramp uh, to where Roman Reigns is standing. Roman Reigns puts a hand on his shoulder. All right. Well, well, that that makes sense because that's that's the continuation because now now Jay Uso gets a spot at the table. So that makes sense. So so what do you, what do you think? We're right here. Yeah, I, I don't like. I know, right? That, but yeah. I mean, I've I've never liked short hair on women. So, but with her I, and the and the colored hair, it, it um. I know she's she, short and colored. It, no, she she's looks, prettier than that. But. Yeah, she looks so much better. Yeah. I don't like it. So that is yeah, our she, she, sorry. I was just gonna say she's much prettier than that. That doesn't do her justice at all. Yep. All right, so that is our review of SmackDown. Uh, we are going to take a break and we will be back with our predictions for AEW Full Gear, which takes place tomorrow night from Daly's Place in Florida. So stay tuned for that. That's fine. All right, fans, uh, we're back. We're gonna get into our Predictions for full gear, Ben. Are you ready, sir? Yes. All right. Uh, okay, so AW full gear. Oh, uh, we're gonna 
start with the kickoff show, Serena Deep versus Allison K. The fact that this is on a kickoff show is ridiculous. Uh, you know how I feel already about uh, kickoff shows and, and championship matches. However, I have to say, I have an even bigger problem with this match being on a kickoff show because uh, as we've discussed um, before we discovered that the record button wasn't on because this is our second run doing the predictions before we realized that I can't believe that happened. What? Ah, damn. But, but anyway, it just gives us an excuse to hang out even longer and I get the bitch again about this particular subject. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the fact that, uh, that Allison Kay has her AEW debut on a pre-show uh, is absurd to me because if she, anyone knows anything about Allison Kay, uh, she's one of the best uh, female wrestlers in the game. And, um, and number two, the fact that, um, that AEW has showcased this particular championship from the NWA to the degree that they have, but yet this is still on the pre-show. It's, it's a little mystifying to me. Now, if, if it was me, uh, I would have put Orange Cassidy versus John Silver on the pre-show. I was thinking then, that same thing. And then ha put this on the main card because to me, and I didn't mention this the first time around, to me, this, this is a much better offering than, say, Britt Baker and Big Slow and a tooth and nail. <laughs> oh, come so, on. That was terrible. Oh, my yeah. God. That was 10 minutes of I don't know what. Exactly. So so my, my prediction with this goes kind of two ways. If it was if it was Ben Pierce booking it, I would like to see Allison Kay uh, get the get the nod here um, for you know her pay per view debut. I think it'd be awesome for her to win the title on a, a big stage like this. However, knowing knowing how wrestling booking works and the fact that I have absolutely no problem with Serena Deep whatsoever. Um, I'm gonna have to pick Serena Deeb to retain uh, the championship. One because she signed with AEW, and I'm not sure what the nature of Allison's deal is. And and two, um, Serena just won the championship, so I don't see her losing it uh, immediately. And I'm going with Serena Deeb, but I hope they do sign Allison Cake because I like her. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Okay, I'm next one is Orange Cassidy versus John Silver. I'm going with John Silver. Oh, oh please. Said no one ever. Um, thank you. There, there is a wrestling god. <laughs> because I thought you were serious. <laughs> I really did. I thought you were serious, and I was. That's I just have seen the look on my close face when, when, when I when I throw all these like uh, weird uh, predictions. I, you know, my heart stopped for a minute, but uh, 
I'm, I'm so relieved that your brain is still working at, at full capacity. Okay, uh, okay. So yeah, of course you have Orange Cassidy as well. Yes. All right. Next we have Chris Jericho versus MJF. I'm going with MJF. Yes. Uh, as I so eloquently explained the first time around, and I have to try to explain it again in an equal, equally eloquent fashion. Um, I think that having MJF win is the right call because if you put him in the inner circle with uh, Chris Jericho, it adds an interesting uh, layer of power play between the two, uh, which in turn could potentially lead to a match with higher stakes uh, between the two. And this, the second match um, could potentially be, say, for a number one content contender spot down the line, because I think we I think we both know that MJF is a is a future world champion. Uh, it's just a matter of when. Um, so I think I think him joining the inner circle and then eventually uh, the antics between the two of the between the two of them leading to the disbandment of inner circle is a nice next step for him. And, um, you know, I think, I think Chris Jericho being at, being at the age that he is, and I, I don't mean this in a disrespectful fashion because I'm a, I'm a huge Chris Jericho guy on a multitude of levels. Um, I think at this point in his career, it would be better for him to put over a younger guy like MJF and, um, and really help AEW launch a new star because I see money all over MJF. And the storyline that I just laid out is is the one that I would like to see ideally, or ideally. Okay. And I'm going to say that uh, something happens where MJF becomes the new leader of the inner circle as uh, everyone turns on Jericho. Since he's every week, it seems he comes out acting like a face. Yeah, I, and you know, but but then again, Chris Jericho is one of those guys that can just seamlessly go between the two, between heel and face. So I think I think both scenarios could work out. Yeah. All right, then we have Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. I'm oh, going with Hikaru Shida. See, okay, well, one, I agree with you, Hikaru Shida, but to to my earlier point, you're really gonna put. Allison K on a pre-show when you have, <laughs> know, right? when, you have when you have Nyla Rose on the main show. Nyla Rose doesn't need it. I just I don't understand it. I I, I really I really don't. And look, yeah. I I have zero problem whatsoever with Nyla Rose. I'm, I'm this is not this this is not you know a uh, Braun Strowman level feud here, ladies and gentlemen, but. Um, oh, it, 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 it just it, it boggles my mind that this is that this is even a conversation because if you recall, at um at all out we had uh, we had private party being held off of the main card in favor of uh, a two the nail match between. 
Britt Baker and Big Swole. Oh, please. Which, no, no. which no. turned into a clusterfuck oh. and is and is giving my co-host very vivid nightmares yeah. at this point in time. So, you know, I I certainly hope that it doesn't turn into that level of a catastrophe, but just the fact that Allison K and Serena D were not on the main card and Nyla Rose is, uh, that that blows my mind a little bit. Okay, then we have um, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Matt Hardy. Um, okay. I'm going to go with uh, Sammy Guevara on this one. Well, and you usually using, this, using the same logic I used earlier in the review – um, usually I would go with Sammy Guevara because, you know, the older guy putting over the, the younger guy and a future star in AEW. Um, the reason why I'm picking Matt Hardy specifically goes twofold. Number, number delete, one. Delete, 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 Aside from the fact that you almost just made me shit my pants because <laughs> I have a sorrow reflex. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. Uh, but um, no, number one, number one, it's it's called the Elite Deletion Match, uh, which Matt Hardy created. I mean, this is just a reincarnation of. Is, it, is that uh, is that another way of saying Last Man Standing match? Or or Final Deletion, whatever, like you had in uh, TNA or Impact Wrestling. Oh my god! Um, n- number number two, and and most importantly, um. Through, throughout this feud, Matt Hardy has really gotten his ass kicked um, through through no fault of his own. One, you know, one he got his wig split by a steel chair that was errantly thrown by uh, Sammy Guevara, and that was that was like Eddie Guerrero JBL level gruesome. That was that was just oh my god. You know, I thought he was going to need a blood transfusion after that. And then it all out, of course. Don't make me have flashbacks again, but I, I thought we had all witnessed a man die uh, when, uh, when, when Sammy and Matt Hardy went off of that lift. Oh, my God. When, when, when Matt Hardy fell, I was like, holy shit. You know, my stomach was on the floor and time stood still. So yeah, I, the fact that Matt Hardy can wrestle this match on uh, tomorrow is an absolute miracle. Uh, and uh, yeah, if there was ever a time for somebody to get his uh, to get his revenge on somebody, this might be it with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. So I'm I'm definitely picking Matt Hardy for this one. Okay, next we have John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. I quit match for the AEW Championship. I'm going with John Moxley. Um, yes, absolutely. And um, and first, let me say, if uh, if if there was ever going to be a promo that would make me buy a mat that would make me buy a match, it very well might be uh the the one we saw on dynamite two two nights ago between Moxley and Kingston. Uh the fact that that Kingston has never really been on a national stage to this degree in um as long as he's been around, you know, 18 years, uh astounds me, uh, quite frankly, because um 
he can cut one of the best promos I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, number one. Number two, he has that rare quality in professional wrestling where I believe that he could legitimately kick somebody's ass. Uh, and and number, number three, he plays such a convincing character um, that I'm, I'm invested in everything that he does. And um, I did not realize that he had that level of history with uh, John Moxley. Um, but the fact that the fact that John was bringing up Eddie's mother and all this other stuff in this promo, I mean, I had chills watching this thing. So just on, on that promo alone, I would I would buy the pay per view just to see this match. So that tells that tells you what I think of that promo right there. Okay, and uh, next we have FTR defeating Young Bucks. If the Young Bucks don't win, they about to never challenge for the championship again. See, and I am going with there. the Young Bucks. And I'm going with the Young Bucks. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh. Um, but and right, but right there, just the fact that they have that stipulation that automatically tells me that the Young Bucks are going to take this one mm-hmm. because you know. We already have a stipulation where someone can't challenge for a title because they lost. Yep. Uh, we've seen that with Cody Rose. We're not going to see that again with with another set of EVPs for this company. Uh, and that's not going to happen with the Young Bucks. So, um, but, you know, hopefully that this can be a launching point to at least, to at least two or three really good matches with um, – with FTR and the Young Bucks because if there was ever a tag team match that I wanted to see, this might be it right here. So, All right. um, so you know, no complaints. I, I don't think you can go wrong with with either um, with either outcome. Just given the stipulation, I can't see the Young Bucks losing. Next, we have Cody defending the TNT Championship against Darby Allen. I'm going to go with Cody on this one. And I'm going to go with Darby um, because even though it's perfectly logical that Cody would retain, uh, you know, since he just captured it back from Brody Lee after getting his ass whipped, um, I just feel like Darby Allen needs it more than Cody does. You know, um, Darby kind of needs that same victory that MJF needs. He just he's right there on the brink, and I think if 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 both of those guys could get Keystone victories tomorrow, that would really take their careers to the to the next level. And last match on here, we have the finals of the AEW World Championship Elimination Tournament, Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. I'm going with Kenny Omega. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kenny Omega with the potential of um, Adam Page rejoining, um, uh, rejoining the Elite. All right, very good. That is our predictions for AEW Full Gear for tomorrow night. Then we see what brings this week's show to a close.
Yes, and and we're, and was the record button on? <laughs> this time the record button was on. You can see it also on your on at the top of uh, your screen. Yeah, I was, I was being facetious. Yeah, <laughs> just just uh, double yeah, checking my because we don't God, want to do this I, Oh, I can't believe that. Oh, okay. See, that's what happens when you're doing live radio, fans. Yes, and luckily you didn't have to see our faces during that fuck up because we were we were both going a little nuts. But uh, <laughs> ho- hopefully we are not the only ones going nuts this weekend when AEW hits the airwaves. I am very excited for this pay per view. Certainly more excited than I would be for WWE content. So uh, with oh. that being said, well, actually, Ben, I'm spending the week in 1955. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I know you've been dying to get to get this correlation in. So, ladies and gentlemen, be, because of the fact that we don't have a this day in history for you this week, um, because our show got rescheduled at the last minute, allow my co-host to regale you with his Back to the Future story. Go ahead. Because yesterday was November the fifth. Now, in the movie. When Marty McFly goes back into the past, he goes back to the to Saturday, November fifth, nineteen fifty-five. He spends a week in nineteen fifty-five, which includes next Wednesday when he goes back to the future on November twelfth, nineteen fifty-five. And that correlates to this podcast because we will be providing you with our review of of um, Full Gear on November 12th when we come at you uh, for the next edition of the PNC Progressive Wrestling. Well, we, we, I don't think we, November 12th, is, is, that's a, what day is November 12th? Oh, yeah, okay. okay. That's, a, that's a Thursday. Yeah, you're getting me too excited with, with this shit. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I See, I, I, I'm, I'm pulling you in. Just when you thought you were out, they pull you back in. Yes, well, then that's the power of good storytelling. It's, I mean, like, it's, it's like the Godfather. And, that was and, a bad impression. Yeah, but it, it was better than what I could have done because at least you're Italian, for God's sake. <laughs> and with, with, with that being said, before I embarrass myself any further, uh, I'm going to get off the air. And yep. bid you uh, adieu. All right, fans. For my co-host, Man Pierce and Barriers, Ben Pierce. I'm Elio Canella. We'll talk to y'all next week, Ben. Say good night. See ya. Good night. <laughs>